So, this is the future. And what a future it's starting into. Actually, it's looking pretty good. But boy, you wouldn't know it by checking the headlines. Today on So This is the Future with Jim Bumgarner, we're going to glance through something I've been thinking about doing this for a while. And feels right now. Because the idiocracy, that film, it really is starting to come to pass. Because boy, howdy, they're hitting us with some things that just simply make absolutely no sense. We're going to be talking about that and more on this episode of So This is the Future with Jim Bumgardner. Hello again, good friends, as we get closer to wrapping up 2021, which I don't think anyone will have too many tears shed as we wave goodbye to this very interesting 12-month cycle with another interesting 12-month cycle on the horizon of 2022. So anyway, I hope you all have a very happy new year, no matter what they throw at us. And by us, I mean you and I, if you're listening to this show, and they, I mean these folks who are allegedly in charge. Okay, so today what I'm going to do is I want to, and I've, and I've wanted to do this longer than just now. I mean, I've really wanted to do this for a very long time. As far as going to some of the aggregate sites like the Drudge Report or the Bongino Report, uh, also take a look at uh, the mainstream guys, excuse me, the corporate mainstream guys, and, and see what they're putting out and translating it pretty quick. Because, again, once it's seen, it can't be unseen. And what I've been seeing is like, okay, I was actually, again, we've changed the podcast release schedule to Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Just makes it a little bit easier on me to do a good show for you versus just putting stuff out. And it's important to me to do that. Again, you got to have a reason before you crack the mic open. That is Broadcasting 101. Okay? Okay. Anyway. So we're going we're to do that because the biggest thing that really inspired this was watching, uh, and I, I'm going to steal this from Stephen Crowder because I really like it, but former Vice President Joe Biden pretty much admitting that, okay, the federal government can't do anything else about this whole COVID thing. Okay, all right, well, you know, he did plenty up until this point in, in really wrecking the perceptions and minds of people and implementing the idea of mandates that legally he does not have the authority to do. I mean, that's just the truth. It's like fact check it, people, because he just, he doesn't. The President of the United States of America does not have that authority to issue the mandates in regards to health care. It just doesn't work that way. Now, could it go through the Congress and become law? Eh, it sure could. Hope it doesn't, but it sure could. But one guy doesn't have that kind of control here in this country. But looking at that, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This guy really has set the pace and the tone, being the figurehead, that has really led to some serious damage done to our nation. I mean, people lost their jobs over mandates, not laws. And they're truly a violation of civil rights on so many different levels that everything that we've been taught to believe is being violated. Sorry, that's what it is. Not sorry. And we've got to look at that. But then you look and say, okay, now right now I'm looking at the Drudge Report uh, as of, this is December the 29th, it's a Wednesday, as I pointed out, and I'm looking to see what they're, what they're cranking out right now. Going along with the idiocy or the idiocracy that is conversations about COVID-19, the other thing that's like, are you kidding me? The CDC, who ramped up and amped up all the talk of Omicron, now they're saying, well, okay, maybe we were wrong in the numbers by 225%. So that, that's a little problematic. Then we look and we see uh, Harry Reid, uh, Senator, former Senator Harry Reid of Nevada. He's passed away. Now, that one's interesting, and I'm not reading too far into this, but... Considering all of the talk that they're putting out there in the headlines when it comes to the UFOs, UAPs, aliens, and extraterrestrials and all that type of thing, uh, Harry Reid was a big champion looking to get more disclosure happening. And he said himself he's been to Area 51, and there he did see certain things. He didn't go into, he didn't lay out too much other than he did see some military craft that was top secret, which that's no big surprise. Personally, I'll lend to that myself that 
when it comes to the things at those bases, it's got a lot more to do with military covert equipment more so than anything extraterrestrial. That's just my personal take. Believe what you will. But anyway, so Harry Reid passed away at the 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 craziest time, I mean, as far as that goes, um, when it comes to all the other discussions on the table. And of course, the conspiracy, and I, I'm going to keep that old lexicon going, the conspiracy tinfoil hat types are going to say, or could say, that, you know, well, they had to get rid of him because he knows too much, because they're going to start putting things out that he could dispel, blah, blah, blah. But he's all part of the whole thing with this the deep state, which is a real thing. I mean, you look at the the players in Washington, D.C. alone, that infrastructure around there, that's your deep state. Those are the people who are looking for self-preservation in their jobs and their livelihoods, so on and so forth. And they're going to fight as hard as they can to continue doing that. Okay. Anyway, because they're not going to give up. Would you? You're not going to fight for your livelihood? Of course you are, because that's the way it works. Now, how nefarious is it? We're still learning as we go. But it's not looking like they're really batting for many folks other than themselves and their cliques. But I digress. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Again, at the Drudge Report and looking at these headlines, uh, John Madden passed away yesterday at 85. In no disrespect, but I honestly thought he died a few years back. But I, I, that wasn't a Mandela effect. I was just wrong. But a lot of other folks were the same way, too. We thought he, John, done moved past the mortal, mortal coil a while back. But he passed away yesterday. Now then, uh, looking at some of these other, this one's interesting. That when it comes to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, who was the, the go-to uh, His Girl Friday for Jeffrey Epstein, Interesting how the judge is warning that the Omicron surge could result in a mistrial. Folks, that is ridiculously blatant in your face. That if you're not familiar with the Epstein situation and what was happening in regards to sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, and God only knows what else was really going on on those islands and why this guy, this big horse-headed fella who um, allegedly did or didn't kill himself, uh, had a lot of very powerful people, powerful in the sense, and I use that term only because um, they're only humans, but at the same time, we allowed them to be propped up or we ourselves propped them up into positions of power that uh, the only power they have is what we gave them. Anyway, but that's very interesting. So now then, Omicron may very well save the day in the Maxwell case. Uh, and, and that's the thing. But let's see here. Oh, this is interesting. Alexa from Google has apparently, I think that's Google's. Alexa? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, one of those boxes that talks to you whenever you talk back. But AA, the CIA, uh, tells a 10-year-old to touch live plug with a penny. That's insane. But it's happening. So there you go. Um, be wary of that or mindful of that. Now, what we're doing, again, look at these headlines. You can't make this up. See, here's the thing that's been interesting in going into this podcast and getting back into social media and connecting with folks, which I do want to give a shout out and a plug to the folks with Activate Humanity. Now, that is a social stream. You go to activatehumanity.com, Dr. David Martin. Um, Check that out. It's a great social platform for folks who aren't afraid to ask questions in regards to kind of everything because, you know, we, we need those critical thinking thoughts, you know, those critical thinking thoughts. It's a little redundant, but critical thinking we need and we need those discussions. If we're ever going to get to the bottom of anything just for the sake of our own sanity, let alone reaching out and helping the entire planet and the population because we need to work together. But we got to be able to work together on, on a playing field that isn't fueled by irrationalness, um, a closed mind, uh, or partisanship. We don't need that because since March 2022, your eyes should be pretty well opened up to the reality that when it comes to that quote-unquote power structure in the United States, around the world too, but I'm speaking specifically here in the States, that that power structure... They, they really do have a narrative and an agenda that they put forward to us that we are supposed to buy into lock, stock, and barrel. Unfortunately, so many people do for a lot of different reasons from a long run of programming and 
perce- perception that's been manipulated. And we'll go more into that as this podcast continues to grow. And that's another one of those things I want to kind of open up to you guys with who are in the listening audience, that I want to be as candid as I possibly can. And that's been a trick for me. I mean, again, 30 years in the radio and television business, I enjoyed, appreciated, and respected the audience to the point where I was always and have always been straightforward, but I also played a role. And that role was to inform and entertain and to do so in what I felt was a family-friendly way. So there'd be no, you know, no talking dirty on the radio and no, no, no unnecessary innuendo in any of the programming that I created. I never saw value in that. It's just, it's low rent, low hanging fruit. Don't get me wrong. When I was younger in this business, I, I would use those jokes, but grew out of them pretty quick because I wanted I wanted to make sure that whenever the radio was on in a household, no one had to cringe or worry that I was going to say something that was going to like throw a kid off I, or, you know, or do something damaging to, to a kid. I, I hate that. I do. I just loathe it because I want people to enjoy themselves when, when participating in one of my broadcasts. I don't want them to be like on pins and needles waiting on me to say something uh, just raunchy. I don't like that. Never have, never will. But going back into that, this is where this podcast is going now. Not not raunchy, but going back into just really free, open discussion with you and pointing out the things that I'm seeing that you may have missed um, because of whatever reasons the the narratives are being played out and the talking points are being passed around and they're all saying the same thing. But anyway, looking back here, what is this? Okay, something just came across. Again, this is 10 a.m. on December the 29th. Uh, the World Health Organization warns the health system collapse. Well, that's not really hard to see why. Why would the health system collapse? Because they've imposed mandates, restrictions, rules, and regulations that have done nothing but damage the healthcare system. The misinformation that they themselves have put out. You cannot go from saying Omicron was running rampant across the United States of America and worthy of all of these shutdowns, quarantines, soft lockdowns, as they say, and be okay with that and say that it's something else causing. No, that's what's causing the problem, people. And now you've got the World Health Organization, once again, you've got the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control in the United States, and I'm sure all the other ones around the, around the planet are all falling in line with this narrative. The reality is, is prior to all of this starting in March 2020, the healthcare system in the States was having a shortage issue when it came to nurses and doctors, because people were moving, were moving out of that field. Because it's a tough life, man. I mean, it really is. You're you're talking about working and helping sick humans get better in a situation to where it's not a pleasant thing. And then when you're only in it for the paycheck, uh, and it's not a very big paycheck, and you're struggling week to week, uh, there's a lot of stress involved. And then when you get into the politics of hospitals and clinics, and there are a lot, trust me on that one. That's a story for another day. But there are so many politics involved in that that it's really disgusting that these people are supposed to have this, this Hippocratic oath to, you know, to do no harm and to help others. And that's so low on the food chain of what they actually do and represent. And let alone the control that the pharmaceutical industry has imposed inside of those entities uh, solely for the sake of money. It's just really disgusting, and we're seeing it now. So that just popped up at 10 a.m. on December the 29th. The World Health Organization warns health system collapse. Of course, that's a very shocking headline. So let's click through and see what it says here. COVID tsunami. Now, this is from NDTV. Never heard of that site. Don't have any idea who they are and don't just blindly trust it. But anyway, uh, here's the headline. COVID tsunami will drive health systems towards collapse, according to the World Health Organization. So I'm not going to read this. So this quote is, uh, and I quote, this is uh, the World Health Organization chief, Tedros uh, Dohama, or however, Gibrisus. So I apologize if I mispronounced your name, pal, but it is what it is. Go by Ben. Anyway, I, this is a quote. I am highly concerned that Omicron being more transmissible, circulating at the same time as Delta, is leading to a tsunami of cases. 
tsunami of cases. Now, this is that same guy that there's a clip, a video clip running around where he's talking about how countries are injecting kids with the boosters and killing them. And that's bad. We know that. But he said that. That, to me, did not sound at all like a gaffe. A gaffe is when you're speaking fast or you're a little nervous and something just kind of gets misread. Like Joe Biden, a lot of the things he says, it was the same with Trump. It's like a lot of the things that are being said, they slip only because of a lack of attention and, and that flow of consciousness in which they're talking. So I, I can give that that guy, though, watching that clip from the World Health Organization where he's talking about giving countries giving boosters to kids and killing the children. I mean, he, he was very clear in that. Very clear in that. And you wonder why there's any kind of hesitancy. This has nothing to do with health at that point. This has everything to do with people going, now wait a minute, people. Why is it doing that? Let alone all the other questions. But why is it doing that? So anyway, what else is this guy saying? Uh, let's see. A tsunami of cases from both the Omicron and Delta variants of COVID-19 will push health systems towards the brink of collapse, according to that fellow. And blah, blah. And that's about it. That's the story. That's it. So they go with this big clickbait headline. That's all they say. And that's all you've got. And that's what's going to feed the narrative across all the other platforms, whether it be the legacy corporate media or the alternative media that's out there via YouTube, Rumble, the podcast circuits, all of them. Okay, they're all going to run with this. And it's it's crazy because they're not talking about anything else. Let's see. What else do we got here that they're working with? Jim Cramer slammed for misleading photo of empty store shelves. Well, actually, I was out this morning, and I'm starting to see some of those here in Harrison, Arkansas, to where the post-Christmas look, is. it looks a little bleak, but at the same time, we're talking post-Christmas, which is normally you're going to see supply down a little bit because people did all their, their Christmas shopping and then some panic buying and whatnot. So I, I'm not concerned about that yet. Now, come next week, then I'll tell you if it's, oh, boy, watch out, uh, from my perspective. Now then, let's see what else is going on here. Nashville Southern Hospitality Affordability beckon Californians. So, once again, the exodus from what's called the blue states to the red states is in full effect. But you have to ask why. Because, again, the way they're framing it in that legacy media, you've got to ask yourself, why would people want to uproot and go? All right, has the opportunity dropped, dried up from where they were, and they see opportunity somewhere else? And if so, do they not realize they should probably stand their ground where they are and take it back? Because those influx of refugees from blue states is really not going to do anyone any favors. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So that was it. But that was the big thing that kind of sparked this whole thing when it comes to the CDC flipping their script on what Omicron is actually doing, because again, we're still talking about cases. We're not talking about deaths, okay? And they've admitted that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is far more mild than even the common cold, which we know, well, we've been taught and ingrained with the reality that the common cold cannot be cured, Am I, am I wrong in that? Did I miss? Did, is that a Mandela effect, or is that not what we've always known? Because of it being a coronavirus, which of course Lysol kills ninety nine point nine percent of coronaviruses. It's on the can. I remember when this whole thing broke out back in March twenty twenty, and everybody was like, "Hey, it says it kills coronavirus." Well, not this new one. Oh, okay. But yet they still want you to use that one to spray everything down. What? Okay. Idiocracy, and it's like you've got to start asking those questions now kind of again saying if there's anything else here that's of any they're going after this whole uh dr oz guy who's running for senate i believe in pennsylvania and they're they're going after him hard man they uh they loved him when he was a media darling now they hate him let's see chinese lockdown rule breakers publicly shamed and paraded through streets well, there you go. You know, I want to, I want to talk, I want to pause. Real. Let me take a break because I need to uh, get a sip of coffee and I want to come back and I want to talk about this when it comes to the imagery that's being put out from China that we're absorbing here because there's kind of a two coins thing happening or two sides of the coin that really struck me last night. And we'll talk about that more in just a moment after a quick break. Okay, that was a nice little break here on the So This is the Future with Jim Bumgardner podcast. Okay, now here we are. Now, 
again, looking at this one particular headline here, Chinese lockdown rule breakers publicly shamed and paraded through the streets. Now, here's the thing. What we hear about the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, this is an interesting subject to me because, again, and this is not to be pro-China, pro-communism, pro-Chinese communism. In fact, this is one of those situations to where, as a kid growing up in the 80s, you figure in 1985, for whatever reason, this one really sticks out in my head the most. In 1985, I was in fifth grade, okay? And as we're learning about stuff in the world and this, that, and the other, and we're the, the discussion that day was on the Soviet Union and the USSR and how the commies, those evil red people, raw, you know, kill a commie for mommy, better red than dead, or better dead than red. Yeah, that's it. That, that was the spin of the propaganda we were working with. That's what we were all fed at Generation X. That was us. Okay, we were definitely hardcore anti-communist by way of what our baby boomer parents had put forward to us, right? And it was ingrained in us. That's why we had movies like Red Dawn and Top Gun and all of those, you know, pro-America, anti-Russian films. And I honestly don't have a problem with that. Well, I did. Nowadays, I'm not so sure. But I didn't have a problem with that because, again, that national unity around a message, the water cooler talk, if you will, that we could all agree upon that, okay, what we had going on here with the United States of America, with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, all of that Declaration of Independence, we were doing great. And we had a lot to offer folks around the world who were being oppressed by systems such as communism. And, of course, the Soviet Union, Russia, 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 Russia. They were bad. They were bad. They were bad. So I remember raising my hand and I asked the teacher and she was a very mean looking woman. She wasn't terribly mean, but she wasn't nice either. Very mean looking old woman, very old woman, scary, creepy, like a textbook, stereotypical storybook witch. And I won't name her name because I'm sure she's probably still alive and could hex me even all these years later. But I asked well, why is, you know, why do we go after the, you know, the Russian communists and how they're bad? But yet China, who is also a communist nation, why are they okay? Why are we not going headlong after them? Now, mind you, this is fifth grade, so I'm like mm, 10 years old-ish, 11 maybe. And it's not that I was that insightful of a kid, I guess, or that politically active, but I was. I, it just didn't make sense. It's like, okay, if the USSR communists are bad, and we blow them up in the movies, but the Chinese communists, we don't talk about, and we don't really concern ourselves with them, and actually we're starting to kind of work with them on some stuff. Okay, the line that we were fed was the things like, well, you know, we will introduce democracy by way of influencing their system. And that didn't work because we just wound up giving them all of our manufacturing. And now that's a whole different rant. But the reason I bring this up right now, perception is everything. Now, last night, uh, kicking back, watching some YouTube, there's a great channel called Nukes Top 5. And Nukes Top 5 features a lot of the uh spooky paranormal footage stuff caught on tape and he was doing his this was a particular you know best of you know top 20 of 2021 video ghostly videos out there and when he compiled it down to his list and it was really good stuff but then the what got me and it's been kind of crawling around just like when i was a kid crawling around in the back of my head that we get this stuff from china Okay, so there was these one, these couple of guys who were going out to this old abandoned house, and there was a big story about why it was haunted or how it was haunted. And anyway, so they're shooting this video. They were apparently live. They were do they did this as a live stream, and there you go. And their reaction is the same as anybody else in that top twenty list when it comes, whether they were in the states or Japan or Mexico or Argentina or wherever. So people are people. There's a little lesson there. But also, the thing that jumped out at me is, okay, now this is a, a live streaming broadcast from mainland China that we are to believe has total control of its media output and imaging. Something doesn't add up in that. Because if the Chinese state, the CCP, controls all the narrative going out, 
then my question to you is, how did these kids take this walking in the dark, getting scared half to death? Because there was some freaky stuff in there, I'll be honest. But anyway, get that out to the world. Like everybody else does, by way of the internet and YouTube and all the other platforms. Okay, if it's that much of a crackdown over there, and so quiet, why is that happening? How is that happening? Something doesn't add up. So, as far as how much control does the CCP really have over the people's ability to communicate? Now, I'm not saying or implying that folks under the CCP regime there in China have you know, the freedom of speech is that we do in the United States. But it doesn't seem to be as tyrannical as portrayed. Now, I'm sure they have methods in place that do allow for immediate shutdown of things that they feel are detrimental to the image of the CCP. Not necessarily the entire country of China, but definitely the CCP. So it's it's interesting to think about that, because if they'll let that out, and then we get the other imagery to where, like, well, they have the footage, and this is a big one, big one, big one to me. They had the footage from China around Wuhan and that whole region to where people were dropping dead in the streets. They're just walking around, doo, 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 and they're gone. Right there, falling out in the street. This is before the vaccines. This is just when the COVID was happening. Well, how did they get out? If the CCP has total control of the media and the messaging and everything they do, how did they get out? How did these American, quote-unquote, journalists or bloggers, vloggers, YouTubers, influencers, how did they get this footage? Why would, why, why would China allow that to get out? That doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Somebody, make it make sense. In the comments section, wherever you listen to this, make it make sense. Shoot me an email. Uh, Jack Social at Outlook.net, I think it is. Or, you know what, use my personal, jamesmigos at yahoo.com. Okay. Uh, or go to jackentertainment.net and click through there. Either way, it goes, tell me, help me make sense of this. Help me make sense of this, because I can't get it. I cannot comprehend how, if the CCP is so powerful over controlling the population of China and the media and everything else there, things like that get out. Don't you think they would clamp that down pretty quick? Oh, well, you know, there's whistleblowers. How are you going to have a whistleblower in a situation like that? All the while, you get that, those whistleblowers. But then you get guys like who was the, uh, the founder, creator, runner of Alibaba, who got disappeared for a while. What? It doesn't add up. Ask the questions. I don't know exactly what it means, other than I do know it doesn't add up. Ask questions constantly, because it's just important. But now, again, let's let's go back to the headline surfing here and see what's going on. So let's get back over here. And again, I, I just, I can't help but see this stuff and go, why? People are really buying into this. Hardcore, with not asking any questions, and that's just nuts. So, let's see, here's another headline. This is from the Bongino Report. And again, this is Wednesday morning, December the 29th, 2021. Report, Fauci's retirement package will be largest in federal government history. Uh, one, I don't care. Um, number two, that, yeah, it's, 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 that doesn't mean anything. All that's going to do, that headline right there, and whatever may, may or may not be in the article that that will click through too. Fauci's retirement package will be largest in federal government history. Is just to continue to get you to complain and argue and fight with someone about whether or not he should have a package, whether or not he should be in jail, et cetera, et cetera. That's what that's for. Uh, top stories there again about Gino Report, Wednesday, December 29th. House Dems see mass retirements ahead of 2022 midterms and more could be on the way. Okay. So we're going to continue this charade that we're looking at fair and honest elections. Let's be honest here. That's, come on. Uh, Democrat Senator says they're looking for different ways to reform the filibuster. Huh, so if they do that, then guess what? They could change the election laws like they already did in 2020 and skate the system. Rather, anybody actually goes through the proper legal channels. Huh, okay, what's next? Illegal immigration during Biden's first year surpasses populations of major American cities. I feel bad for those folks who are being used as these political pawns. I'm going to say that first, okay? The folks who are being promised the land of milk and honey, and they're coming from all over the world, okay? And normally it is the poorest places on the country, or what we believe to be the poorest places on the country that we're told. 
but they're political footballs, a little more than, and than that. Okay. So anyway, but now that illegal immigration during Biden's first year surpasses populations of major American cities. All the whys that come from that, as far as well, why do they allow that? Trump was trying to close down the borders because I agree with that too. If you do not have a border, you do not have a country. Okay, that's 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 simple. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, if you're going to have an established set of rules, regulations, laws that are agreed upon by the people who are already there, then yes, you must have the borders because they make sense to keep it all together. If you crack that border and you open up those gates and you let everybody in from anywhere and then some go willy-nilly and violate the law to begin with, what makes you think they're going to follow any of the laws that we have after the fact? Again, just a little little what would be called common sense. Producer in second CNN, pedo scandal appears in Virginia court, refuses to say if he's still with network. See, that whole thing right there with the pedophile thing. Okay, and you think about that, all these big things that are being hit and everybody, hitting, everybody's getting hit in the face with every single day. Every single day you're hit with all this. You got COVID, you got lockdowns, you got changes in ways of life and inflation and immigration and politics falling apart, parties going away. Then the pedophiles. My Lord, that's a lot to take in, man, uh, all at one time. And then again, the whole Jelaine, uh, just like Maxwell trial being delayed due to Omicron. This is so ridiculous. Um, so guess what? If there was ever a thing as white privilege, that's it. But it ain't for her. It's for everybody they were servicing. Never forget that, too. When it comes to the guys like Jer- Jeffrey Epstein, that cat wasn't that smart. He just wasn't. He was a provider of services. He would not have the money and influence that he had had people not paid him. That's who you want to know. This gal who was just helping run the house and doing the recruiting and whatever else she was doing. Uh, again, service provider. Service provider. They are a part of the problem, but they're not the main problem. The main problem is the ones who keep paying for it. It's just like people talking about, oh, I can't believe they took all of our jobs from China. Yeah, we're just quit buying Chinese-made stuff. Walmart's killing small towns and downtown markets. Don't go to Walmart. I can't find anything else. Exactly. This is a catch-22, but it just leads to more debate and division among the populace. What else we got here? Uh, Let's see. Biden Department of Justice gives grants to blue cities in an attempt to combat crime wave. So let me get this straight. You're going to throw more money at it. That always helps. Always works. Establishment media finally admits Biden has failed to shut down COVID. Big surprise there, huh? Uh, Again, this is from the Bongino Report. So we're seeing, oh my gosh. Okay, um, the Let's Go Brandon guy who trolled uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, and he said, let's go, Brandon, I agree, blah, blah. Uh, He's open to running for office. Well, good, you should. Get involved in your local political system. You should totally do that. But that's another one of those things that's like, again, I think it was cruel. Not hating on the guy. Um, because everybody's caught up in the moment, but when you think about it, that type of thing in trolling Biden in his really disheveled, failing state, obviously, um, it's just cruel. I still don't like the guy, and I want him gone, but that's just cruel. Anyway, but that guy, he might run for office. Yay. Uh, Trump endorses Mike Dunnell, uh, Dunleavy for governor of Alaska on condition he doesn't endorse Murkowski. I'm going to say this, uh, very loud, very proud. I, I supported Donald Trump first time, second time. I enjoyed his populism approach, America first. I like that a lot. However, what I'm seeing now from Donald Trump, I don't like at all. Not one bit. Um, his, here's the thing to push the vaccine the way he did initially and take pride in it. Okay. I'll give you that. That was your thing. I don't agree with it, but that's your thing. Okay, fine. But my bigger issue is pushing the boosters and saying that the vaccine was a success. To me, again, just reading it topically, if you've got a need for a booster for the original vaccine, that means that vaccine didn't work. Am I wrong? Am I? I don't think so. 
anyway, there's some uh, thought to be had there. What else is going on here? NBC announces surge in child COVID hospitalization rate to 0.00000002. Here they come. Again, this legacy media, and it kills me because I believed in them for so long. Oh, gosh. For a very long time, I did because I was in it. And that was like the hope and the goal on a lot of levels to grow up into the ranks, to make it to that network status. I personally wasn't looking to go network mainly because most network things you think about are going to be television. I don't like doing television. I've, I've made television. I've done television. I don't like doing television because television is limited in so many ways in all of the resources and people and time that you have to invest to do good television. Thankfully, we've got the internet and YouTube now, so you don't have to do good television. You just turn the camera on and let it run. And that's great to an extent, but at the same time, no, it's crap. It's not whatever anyway but that former level of television production that would have to go into even the smallest of things i didn't want to get caught up in because it was number one i'm not much that much of a narcissist to want to be seen on camera i like the idea if i don't comb my hair today my radio listeners will never know nor will they care because it's more important about what i'm pumping through the speaker than what i look like okay that's 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 why radio is more of a thing to me. But anyway, so NBC, they are announcing the surge in child COVID hospitalization rates to point zero 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 two six. That means probably one kid in a hundred million. I mean, that math is not scientific. I'm just throwing that out there, but that's the reality. However, they're going to use the shock tactics to scare you and to scare people into getting children vaccinated with this thing. That the trials aren't there. I don't care what you say. Trials aren't there. The emergency usage thing does not warrant just doing it just because. No, don't. Especially in the United States of America. South Africa study suggests Omicron infection could boost protection against Delta variant. Uh-oh. That's a problem because Omicron is supposed to actually be making it worse on everyone. But again, and now you're looking at the other echo chamber. First, we looked at the Drudge Report, which is still weird to me the way the Drudge Report has been compromised in the way it has. I mean, it's a news aggregate site, period. Takes headlines from everyone else, puts them out there, sometimes rewrites, and normally when it does, it's it's rewritten for clickbait material. Uh, Then the Bongino Report, which was Dan Bongino's answer to Drudge making this, or the Drudge Report making the switch. But here's the thing. I still haven't heard from Matt Drudge himself, and I don't see any reporting from Matt Drudge. A long time ago, back in the 90s, Matt Drudge did reporting. He was the Project Veritas of the time. But where is he now? He's not there. And now, never mind the fact that now he appeared to have more of a conservative bent. People would say that. You know, yeah, he's, he's for the conservative. No, he's not. It's just he was pointing out the biggest elephants in the room when it came to the Democrat side, which, of course, then was the Bill Clinton administration and everything tied to that. And I got stories for you there, too. But we're not going there right now. But the point is, when we see all of these headlines on both sides, you can see how they're framed for the left or framed for the right, for the echo chambers. And that's why you just got to be so careful out there, kids, because you, I've done it. And I know you've done it to where it feels good to go to go to make the mass exodus from a Facebook over to a Gab, which I have a lot of respect for the Gab folks, because that guy put it all on the line and everything into it to make that happen, to give someone an alternative to Facebook. And that's good. Problem is, though, you're seeing this fractioning and tribalism to an extreme that the division in this country and conversation or lack thereof is inevitable. Because you get into your echo chamber and that's all you see and believe, period. When it's best to look at both sides. Because then you can figure out what's really going on. Use your critical thinking skills that you do have, even if they're a little dormant. But you can do that and make things better. Let's say here, New York to record second highest level of gun sales ever. Wait, what? But we're also pushed to the mindset that you can't have guns in New York. Maybe that's just the city. I don't know. But anyway, looking at all of these headlines, I want you to, every time you look, whether it's Drudge or Bongino or CNN or Fox or ABC, and that's the thing, the legacy guys, ABC, CBS, NBC, does anybody even pay attention to them, really? 
The numbers are in the tank as far as the ratings numbers. People don't watch and people don't care. And it is so blatant. I know there's still a handful that do, and that's where it's scary because it will distract folks and, and feed them just one thing. Funny, quick little story from when I was growing up as a kid in the 70s and 80s, with our television, we had over-the-air, antenna TV, and we had the three major networks and then the PBS station. So we had four channels. Well, the way it worked in my household was simple. And it was very simple. It was like, normally, it was always on Channel 7, which was the ABC affiliate, and it stayed there. Period. No change in the channel. It didn't happen. There was no uh, you know, channel surfing between the four. It just didn't happen. <laughs> just, you turned on one, and you were done. It was funny how that worked out. Don't know why exactly my dad was like that, but he was. And it didn't really bother me. I didn't care. Then I would hear about something that would be on CBS, like Dukes of Hazard back in the late 70s, early 80s. And so kick over to CBS, and, and it would just stay there. Not a whole lot of flipping around the, 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 the broadcast dial. It was interesting to me. Same thing with radio in the car. But anyway, I digress. Uh, even then, though, whenever you would just stay on ABC or stay on NBC or CBS, there, there was, I know a little bit better now how it was really all very much controlled programming and messaging, but... It was different. Um, it really was uh, compared to what we have now. Because, again, that was the three. And if the three are saying the same thing for the most part, kind of spinning just a little bit different, doing some other feature stories other than the same ones that everybody else is doing, uh, it was more vibrant in the information that was coming your way and the entertainment that was coming your way. Um, but now there are so many. I mean, you're talking millions of options for you and me to get our entertainment and information from that you can't control a narrative there you just can't so the ones who are still working at it are so hell-bent on just pounding their agreed-upon narrative across all of them no matter whether they say they have a conservative or a liberal bit it doesn't matter or even if they're alternative they're all saying the same thing why why, why, why? Why not utilize this freedom of speech that we still have for right now to address that? I know me. I've wrecked my brain with this thing trying to figure out. I love creating informative and entertaining programming and content, but it has to have a purpose. There has to be a why. Like I said at the beginning of the show, why did you turn the mic on? I'm very mindful of that. And I don't want to, and even in structuring this show, that's why it's going up and down and left and all the different ways that it's meshing into what it's going to eventually be one day. But I hope it never becomes too stagnant. That was one of the things that I got hung up on. I started to get stagnant with the idea. And that was a mistake. Anyway, but you have a different conversation that can be had that's not part of the same talking point landscape do that that's what i'm gonna do and i hope i find more of you that are in the audience right now that are going to grow more with me because what i offer you is not the greatest in-depth investigative journalism i don't have the time staff or resources for that plus nobody really wants that they do for a minute for a talking point but that's about as far as it goes but I want to take away, I want you to take away from any show something that makes you think, something that makes you inspired, something that gets you activated to do something for yourself. Because as you do that and you use that imagination that I talk so much about, because I truly believe the imagination is the tool that the soul uses to get from point A to point B. To then into point C of the five, this five dimensional or five sense 3D world we live in. And I want to encourage you to use that at every turn because people don't use it nearly enough anymore. So that's a story for another day. Okay, I'm going to take another quick little break and then we're going to wrap this thing up and I'll make it worth your while.
and welcome back to So This Is The Future, really? With Jim Bumgardner, that's me. Thank you very much. Again, this is a production of the Jack Entertainment Network, and today has been a little different because I've just kind of went on a couple tangents and maybe a little ranting here and there in regards to critical thinking when it comes to the things that we are being placed in our head and the idiocracy that has truly evolved and where people are now. And it's not the standard human being's fault because we were promised a society that we could trust. We were promised a media we could trust. And unfortunately, that is not what's happening anymore. And it's getting so blatantly, and I will just say stupid. We're past ignorance. We're at stupid in the messaging that they're putting out. You can't beat down a population for two years with this, everything involving the COVID-19 situation than to say, okay, we're done. We can't do anything else about it. It's up to you on the state level. When all the while it was all about, you will listen to what I say on the federal level and the states can kiss it. Okay, listen. And for anybody to say, okay, well, no, well, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Question it. It never should have happened in the first place. People keep forgetting we're the United States, states plural of America. The federal government has over, has been overreaching its mandate and purpose for a long time now, but it's getting worse now. They're talking up talking points about the midterms of 2022. Going into that, if you truly believe in the system, ask yourself and ask any person running for office what they are really doing, what they're really going to do, and what is going to be the method of accountability if they don't do that. It's time to get hard, America, because we are in a situation if we, because the way it's being positioned right now, oh, the Democrats are going to just crumble in 2022. That means the red is going to have a big giant red wave that's going to come back and do what? The exact same thing the other ones were doing, because that's the game that's always played. They play political theater on television, occasionally on radio for what exists, and it's all the same dog and pony show, and you need to see it. How do we change it? How do we make it better? It's simple. Those It starts on your local level. Who's your mayor? Can you name that person? Who is your council person on your city council? Who is your county judge? Who are the justice of the peace on that county quorum? Can you name them? You need to be able to because it's so important to be able to be involved on that level, because once that level is secure, that's your foundation, that's your bedrock, then you can move forward. And in moving forward, you will be able to make it better on the bigger, grander stage, because there will be checks and balances at that point. Because if the local is solid, the region will be solid. If the region is solid, the state will be solid. If the state is solid, the nation will be solid. We will always disagree on things. Because why? We all are free thinking. We all have different ideas. We all have different perspectives. We do also have the same basic moral compass inside all of us. And that moral compass has been corrupted so bad that we don't we don't even realize it now because that moral compass well you don't realize it until when you're screaming for these particular rights or these particular people to be treated in a particularly special way because of elements that they had no control over color of your skin you have no control over that you uh, you know you're well, you do it i'm not going to go down that road but the, the point is the things that are of the, let's say, the, the well, gosh, I, I'm trying to stay away from too many of these mainstream terms, but when you have things such as race, creed, religion, sex, ethnicity, being the, the, the benchmarks of what you are, believe you are, Versus what you truly are, you've got a problem because then your moral compass gets completely influenced by the one of those elements. 
that does nothing to benefit you, your neighbor, your city, your county, your state, your country. It's just a fact. Just because you happen to be green, that doesn't mean you're special in adding value for everyone else. It's harsh for some people to hear because they keep being told that, well, I'm green. So since I'm green, I'm better than something. But we're all equal. But no, you're not. You're, you just said it. You see the confusion? And this is where the moral compass gets totally broken. But we do still have it, even though it's been suppressed. So think about that. Let's get back to that. Because again, there's two forms of this thing we call life. One being the physical side, the five sense, 3D world that we all exist in. And then the spiritual side that has really been beat down a lot. Suppressed. God has been killed in the mainstream. And it doesn't matter how you want to define God, how you want to see God, what you want to worship God. The problem is, the only time God matters inside of this modern society is if they can use a particular group's God to scream racism about the other group's perspective of their false God. Isn't that funny? No, it's not. But it is what it is. I'm going to wrap this thing up, and we're going to be back on Friday, another new show. I'm getting fired up with this thing, and Truth Bombs is happening. But I want to make sure that we continue to do things that are good and fun and inspire you and help you get bigger and better in your own life to where, in turn, you can share that with everyone else to make us all better as a whole, and we can get back on track with a decent human being versus just these humans who are doing things that suck. <laughs> that was eloquent, wasn't it? Anyway, so this is The Future is a production of the Jack Entertainment Network, and we thank you very much. Join us at jackentertainment.net to learn more about this show and other creations that we have. The Jack Store is great because that's how we fund all this. The spot in here for Anchor, which I highly recommend, uh, also helps too. So listen to that commercial. It's good for me and you. If you'll try it, because you'll learn something about podcasting, and it does help the show tremendously. So thank you very much. Rate on whichever platform you are, be it Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. I truly appreciate your efforts in doing that, and I definitely appreciate you if you're listening to the very end here, because that means you cared enough to keep on screaming at your phone, or computer speaker, or wherever you happen to be listening. Again, till Friday, everyone, I'm Jim Bumgardner. I thank you very much, and uh, let's... Uh, Keep looking at this crazy future that's all around us.